let's do it. We're here. Welcome. After an unintended hiatus. In which we did record an episode, but it didn't take, literally, the for tape the, didn't roll. For the first time in our recording history, we recorded something that we were not then able to use, which actually was Jesus, it turns out. Mm-hmm. So we're back to yeah, talk about something so else glad. entirely. It's true. I'd like to introduce my friend and co-host, the inimitable Beta Fish, <laughs> Nicole Beta Fish, Lynn Austin. Right though, the first two were right. Nicole, you gave me a totally different last name, Lynn. But Cottrell. it's okay. I know you have a Nicole Austin in your life. I do. Who she's you, Nicole Justine, though. Who you also always say to me as Nicole Austin, her full name. So. I know. I'm like my friend Nicole Austin. I get it. My friend Nicole Cottrell. <laughs> and to her, when I talk to her, I'm like my friend Nicole, not you, the other one. Yes, and I know who you're talking about. It's fine. I'll I receive it because I've I've been called the wrong name a lot lately. Nicole was recently, recently published under Laura Cottrell. Yeah, it was my favorite thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I said your last name wrong. It's okay. I forgive you. You can. Yeah. You can get me back. I'll smite you later. You can get me back now. Um, Smoten. Can we just restart the whole thing? We can? No. Yes. Absolutely not. Unless you really want to. I'm no. totally fine. Uh, and my forgetful co-host, <laughs> <laughs> Renee Ronica. Oh, Dr. Renee Ronica Batty Klug. That's right. I got it all right. You have more names than I got them all right. <laughs> and true. your title. It's true. It's true. I called you a beta fish, though. So you did. That- so that I forgive all. The beta fish was uh, from uh, a meme that our friends, comedy, top, not comedy. top Not Comedy, shared out for Enneagrams. And for the eight Enneagram, it had a beta fish. And it said, I'm like a beta fish. I am beautiful, but I want to fight everyone. That's right. <laughs> Um, okay, but today is a very special, special, special. Speaking of fighting, episode. because we Speaking have of fighting. the people right. who gave us part of our names. It's true, Austin, not McCarthy. Yes, yes, <laughs> and Clue, yes, and Clue, yes. This man is so good looking that I accepted a marriage invitation, even though his last name is Clue. <laughs> And everybody says clug. It's strong. <laughs> it's strong. Uh, if you haven't already heard the chimes of just my husband, our husbands are here for this episode. That's right. Jonathan, say hello. Hello. It is good <laughs> to be with you. Good. Thanks. I'm glad you're here. Hello, Greg. everybody. Thank you for having me. This is Gregory. Oh, Dr. Gregory. Doctor. Doctor. By the way, I like the, I like the name Klug. I did yeah. too. I didn't say I didn't it like it. clever in German. I know. <laughs> but look, I went Which from, you are. It's very apropos. It is true. But you. I went from having a name where everybody called me butt hottie right. to ha- going to clug. Uh, I totally Oh, man. I'd difficult. much rather clug or clug over butt hottie. I dated a guy whose last name was Hawash, which Jonathan knows him well. He knew him well. And uh, it was, he was actually his parents dad was palestinian so it was actually pronounced hawash but one of my friends called me we'd been dating for a little while and she was like gosh are you guys getting really serious do you, do you think about do you think you're gonna get married and i was like i don't think so i don't know and she's like but could you really do it could you really marry someone with the last name hogwash <laughs> and i was like well no but his name isn't hogwash <laughs> but then i realized that that's what people 
would think and yeah. say if that were to have happened. And that's so. why you broke up. No, yeah, I like your up. I like <laughs> the fact that it's German and it means clever and it's, you know. Which you both are. Well, sometimes clever. <laughs> sometimes clever. Okay, so what are we talking about? Oh, that how we are lovers, <laughs> but also fighters. Lovers, but also fighters. And you don't have to choose. You can do both. Yes, and the best lover happens after you're the fighter. No, Renee really wanted to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was antsy for it. I was antsy for it. Actually, one of my favorite shirts that Nicole ever had, it was this t-shirt, and it said lover, but also a fighter. Yeah, it's true. It is true of me. Nice. Uh, it's actually my Enneagram, or my Enneagram, my Instagram um, profile oh, yeah. is a uh, lover and a fighter. That's right. Um, so we're talking basically about conflict resolution, how we fight in marriage, how we fight well, hopefully, how we work things conflict. out, how we deal with And conflict. also how we love. How we love. Well, we don't talk about that. Well, why not? That's the best part. <laughs> Lover, but also fighters. Yeah, so we yeah, have to yeah. talk about okay. both. Fine, I think fine, we should fine. start with the love <laughs> and then lead to the fight. Okay, so how does uh, Jonathan love you? And what's your favorite way that Jonathan loves you? Oh. Mm. I don't know. That's a very, that could be a very, that answer could go in so many different directions. So many Okay, not those directions. Lots of positions. Mm -hmm. Positions. Lots of positionality. Um, mm -hmm. Well, this is kind of maybe a like a cheater answer, but this is something that comes to my mind. I think I, maybe I shared this on another episode. I don't know. But you, I've talked with other people. Have I shared it on an episode? You're nodding like this. I, I think I know what you're going to say. Okay, one thing that about Jonathan that I think is a very loving thing, that is a consistently loving thing about him is <clears throat> he never ever says no. Oh. <laughs> Which maybe people would perceive that as like a boundary issue, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean to say that if I ever ask for help, assistance, wisdom, guidance, encouragement, or like massages. Mas I'm saying like even practical things like, could you go when babies, when we had babies, could you change that diaper? Could you take out the trash? Could you run to the store for me? Could you? Every time, every time in our marriage has always been yes. Now, sometimes he might say, I can't do that right now. I need to finish this other thing. Or could I do that for you in an hour? Or could I do that for you tomorrow or even next week, depending on, you know, the situation. But he's always willing and he always says yes. And I actually, it's not a small thing. It's a lots of little things, though, that I know he didn't even necessarily notice that he did that until I called that out. And I realized it years ago. And it's, I mean, I guess it's like, for lack of a better cliche christian term like servant leaderhood leadership leaderhood leaderhood <laughs> you know i'm such a good leader <laughs> you have the best leaderhood so much leaderhood <laughs> um so that's what comes to my mind i mean just daily love that people overlook but it's the same as like saying please and thank you yeah. we always say please and thank you to each other and i know lots of couples who don't and not like no shade but that is a small thing that to me communicates like love, respect, mm. thankfulness, gratitude. Like mm. any little thing we do, we say, thank you. Could you please thank you for that? Could you please? And I think our kids seeing that is a big deal too. So those are, those are the ones that come to my mind. And how about you, Jonathan? Mm. Oh, in terms of how Nicole yeah. loves me? Yeah. Well, oh, let me count thy ways. Mm. <laughs> I... It's too sappy for this. 
Jonathan is such a sap. I'm such a sap. Such a romantic, such a sap. Oh my gosh, if you get me on these topics. (laughs) I know. See, see, good thing this isn't a video podcast because, you know. You'd be crying? I mean, you know, I I do. I get emotional. I just, I do. I just talk about her. I get, I talk about her. Okay, focus. Focus on the question. Focus on the question. I, well, I think a huge thing is, I mean, she just mentioned this idea of, I think, just service and, and gratitude in general. And I, one of the things that she consistently does throughout her, I mean, when we got married, before we got married, um, it's weird to go back to this. And this is going to sound like something that is, yeah, I'm such a feminist for the record. And I know that uh, I no you, both of you are about, tearing down the patriarchy. So I think our marriage operates in such an egalitarian fashion. However, I do, um, the fact that Nicole set aside, I think some of the things and expectations that she had Mm -hmm. for her life early on to, um, uh, you know, to stay at home and raise her kids and homeschool them. And all of these other things was, just such a huge deal. But, you know, it's not just those big decisions. I think it's all of the little ones. And I think that's actually a, a misnomer within most people perceiving what marriage is before they get married is that mm-hmm. they think it's a lot of big decisions, but it's actually a ton of little ones. It's yeah. the pleases and thank yous. It's the washing the dishes. It's the... um just making time, spending Make, time together. Yeah, making time yeah. And, and caring for what the other person cares about. And so she does that so well of just setting aside, I think, you know, what she would naturally or, or um, have the proclivity towards. Obviously, I, I want to champion all the things that she wants to do, but also she's she's setting some of those aside just in the daily decisions of of love and service towards towards me, towards our family. And that's that's huge. Yeah, it is. Good. Okay. Clugs? I mean, clues. <laughs> I, I deserve Clevers. that for the Austin. Uh, who wants? Who do you want to go first? Whomever. Gregory. You decide. How Y'all does Renee... Introduce yourselves. How does Renee love me? Hmm. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> no. Well, you know, um, what's interesting about our dynamic is... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we both are, you know, we're, we're both professionals in the sense that we both have busy lives and it can be difficult to um, to connect in the way that maybe we need to, you know. Um, but uh, we do. We do make time to do that. You know, that being said, we definitely do um, set time aside. You know, I'm not sure if I have anything profound to say at the moment, other than, you know, the time that we spend, you know, date nights. Um, um, For the win. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have anything else at the moment. I told mm-hmm. you it was barely. No, that's so. not barely. <laughs> it's time. I probably it's need time. to demonstrate Quality more. time. I think in a, like, to Greg's point, even him starting with, like, as busy as you both are, and both of you had have like very incredibly yeah but very systematically like gone after your dreams um and have a family that's not a small thing that alone um time is 
crucial. Like, I don't, I mean, a lot of people literally don't make time for their spouse. They don't. So, date night, let alone date night. That's a whole separate thing. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we try to deal. get one in, yeah. what, once a month? Like, at least every yeah. other month? Yeah. And that's it. That's good. <laughs> Essential. I know. And, yeah. and I think with Greg, I I think because sometimes I feel... I've already said, like, the domestic life is not a life that I understand and, like, uh, tend to well. It just doesn't come naturally to me, and it's a huge it's a huge chore, and it's something I forget about. I forget mm-hmm. about myself. I forget about taking care of th- I clean, keep the house extremely clean, but I forget about, like, meals and all of that kind of stuff. So Greg kind of tends to that for me, and I appreciate that, like, getting me coffee in the morning mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, washing dishes, which is huge. Yeah. And not doing the cliche stuff that I barf all over, like buying me flowers. I don't <laughs> right. care about that. I care more about him loading and unloading the dishwasher <laughs> than right. buying me flowers. Yeah. And he, you know, sometimes he gets me flowers and it's fine. I don't like throw them, but... You don't chuck them into the fireplace. I, no, I do not chuck them into the fireplace. <laughs> but if we had a fireplace, I probably would though. But I uh, know I do like flowers, but I don't want anything cliche. I'd rather have something practical. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think there's so much practicality, like what you're saying, Jonathan, like small things. Like, I think no one really, I wish that people had told us before we got married, and I hope that I pass this on to my own kids, is that marriage is really just day in, day out, like living life with somebody and not wanting to strangle each other, mm-hmm. like at a basic level. I'm not saying there's not more than that. There can be like, hopefully there's friendship and joy and um, you know, shared dreams and passions and all those things too. But it's also just learning how to live with someone and not kill each other. And that comes down to so much of the practical stuff of like, who's going to do this and who's going to do that? Who's going to serve in this capacity and who's going to serve in this capacity and not necessarily feeling like we have to be put in the, you know, patriarchal evangelical box of this person, this gender is supposed to do these things. And this gender is supposed to do these things. Versus what naturally makes sense for your own marriage, your own personalities, your own work schedules, your own history. And, and your own season. I, I yeah, think that's true. a huge deal. And mm-hmm. I think you guys have, you know, are a good example of um, partnership. I mean, this has been a busy season for you going through um, the doctoral program. So, you know, watching you, Greg, you know, love Renee through that, I think mm-hmm. um, it has been incredibly valuable. I know it's going to impact your kids. And I think that's that's part of the marriage um, effort too is yeah. what are the se- what's the season that we're in mm-hmm. and how do we respond and yeah. truly be partners in that's you know season. loving one another through that yeah. and getting through it and yeah I think being the most I mean we can say I mean of course I'm any room four so romance is really important to me but I think practicality too I I've taken out the garb we've been married fifteen years fifteen and a half. And I've probably taken out the garbage three times because it is solely Greg's job. There, there he's probably done laundry about the same amount of times because that's my job. Right. And and those sound cliche, but Deeply he also romantic. he also uh, takes care of the garden. Yeah. And yeah. I take care of the toilets. And you right. know, like there are certain mm-hmm, things totally. that each yeah. of us tends to. Yeah. And it's just the thing that each of us. Care, uh, I care more about clean toilets than Greg does. Right. I love washing dishes. Jonathan loves washing dishes. I hate folding laundry so you know like that's just a practicality i was actually asking nicole i was like how many times have you washed the cars or taken the car to a car wash since we got married she goes oh i could i could tell you 
to maybe three times in, in her entire years, marriage. Right? <laughs> like, I don't care about that, but Jonathan does. <laughs> yeah. And this is something interesting, yeah. too. I wash my car at least twice a month. Really? And I vacuum. Oh, that thing. You can lick. You can. Yeah. So this is something it's that is really. So Nicole and I finally went on a Vegas trip. It was the our first trip a ever. Mobile trash bucket. No, <laughs> that's not me. In her. So it turns out. So Nicole and I were traveling to Vegas, and it was our first like trip together. And as we got in, I immediately unpacked and got everything organized. Oh, that's so true. And Nicole looked at me and she's like, "It's like I'm traveling with Jonathan." You're one of and I will say there are times she's we just talked like about you this. when you travel. We're it's just like we're same. both ENFPs. You know what the best part of travel is. When you get to the room and you unpack your bag, organize everything. Oh, it feels so if good. If you don't organize your entire trip, no. sh- <laughs> shut the crap. The best part is getting on the bed, checking it out, looking out the window, no. planning your next meal. No, we're gonna go. You can't move forward. No, no, no. I tell you. So Jonathan and I happen to have very, very similar personalities. We are both ENFPs. My second Enneagram number is seven. His is first is hard seven, and. Uh, and Nicole I'm and Greg, Nicole and Greg, <laughs> we have a lot of happen to They be have very the same Myers Briggs. They have the same Myers Briggs as well. I am INTJs, correct, right, Gregory? That's right. Yeah. I remember Strategic. when we discovered that about each other, which it, it totally makes sense. Yeah, we're the same there. Yes, and Greg and I. Um, I think we uh, empathize with each other a lot over <laughs> over <laughs> like good stuff, but just being married to very extroverted exuberant people it's you know there's a it's a just a different vibe than other marriages mm-hmm. especially when the other person like greg and i are both introverts yeah it's just different mm-hmm. so i mean we get it i get it obviously i'm attracted to those personality traits because my best friend and my husband <laughs> both have those traits Same. so there is something yeah. in me that is drawn to that clearly but you know it's what true. it is i think i'm convinced <laughs> that i've never had a crush on any other Enneagram type than a five. <laughs> yeah, really? I think this is the, int- I think intellect springs me. Oh, yeah. Renee so, likes him smart. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and Greg is wicked smart. I know that I can't get sprung, but I don't know the female. He's like, oh my God, look at that brain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is so big. It is true. It is true. <laughs> so. It is. Greg's brain is very big. Um, Something, okay. can I interject yeah. really quick? Um, I, I want to say that Renee has a special gift of writing cards oh, really it's well. true. Yeah, I think, um, and she has, well, she has a gift good. with being articulate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's, but she knows what to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and, I, and, it, and it's spirit. also, yeah, but it, it's the Holy Spirit, but it's also you, you know, yeah. and um, and it's authentic and it's real. You know, those are qualities that I deeply admire. You know, know what I do every time know. I, I write a card? Thank you for that. I say, Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Nice. Nice chant. I wish that people could well, see the dance that accompanies I, that chant. I will chant. say, you had mentioned uh, date night, and I think it's it's worth mentioning, at least on a topic of, of love, but also fine. I mean, knowing one another's love languages, huge deal. I'm a quality time person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. Nicole's words of affirmation, but also gives in, in through acts of service. Yeah, I don't. Um, words receives. of affirmation is how I receive. And I used to think that's how I gave, but I give through acts of service. But yeah. I've now you know, realized. Or I even think, gifts. No, but like I like to cook for people. I like to yeah. 
give people like I like to meet needs. Like, I like to give me make. I like to give you things not as a gift, but like I'm trying to meet a need or like I'm thinking. I don't know. It's not the it's same true. motivation. All, all that to say, I think that it's just important knowing your your partner's love languages. And I I know Nicole. You know, one of the ways that she loves me is she values and appreciates that I need quality time. Yeah. It is the only time you. There are a couple times you'll find me grumpy. And it is like when, when I'm you're sleeping, when I'm sleeping and sleep talking and when there's inefficiency in the line. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. okay. Third way. You, and you nailed it. And when, when I'm not getting quality time. When you don't time. get date night time. Yeah. Those are the three times you get cranky. And so about 16, 17 years and date night is. So did you like recognize weak. this early on about Jonathan that he needed quality time or was that something that you had to learn and then honor because that's not as an yeah. introvert, you don't necessarily well, we knew it pretty early on just because, I don't know, I guess because of your parents, we kind of early Maybe. on in dating talked about love languages. I think actually we were talking about love languages with my brother in particular. He mentioned He it. goes, the only time John, John gets, gets upset yeah. is when he's not having quality time. And I thought, oh yeah, yeah you're right. True. So we actually did know that pretty early on and we started having date nights right away, thankfully because of my mother-in-law watching our children because we had a baby right away. Um... But I don't, I will say, I don't have the same uh, need for it. Mm-hmm. So it's not in me the way it is for Jonathan. So I do sometimes, like, I have to, I'm not like making myself go on a date, but I could be like, I could skip it. Like, I could stay home. I'm cool. I don't need to do this. Um, but then I know he, like, needs it. Like, especially if it's been a couple of weeks and we're, you know, we haven't gotten to, then I'm, you know, I just... I know that he needs it. Also, then by the time we're out, I'm like, oh, I needed this too. Obviously, yeah. I'm so glad we're here together alone away from our children. So that's never um, a loss. But yeah, I don't have to. I could go longer yeah. without needing to do that. That's what she said. That's mm-hmm. what she said. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would second that emotion. Yeah. Probably the same. Yeah. yeah. In terms of, yeah. And what we found yeah. out early, because remember, he was, Greg was in New York. I was in Phoenix when, because we were friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't understand each other romantically. And then we became romantic while we were on opposite sides of the country. Right. So mm-hmm. when we got married, that was the first time we were like, we had, together. we had been in the same state yeah. together for years, yeah. but not as romantic partners. Right. So when we would have date nights, it would be at our house in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And Greg would think that was a date because we were having, we would make dinner together yeah. we were well, eating it was quality time it was, and it sure. was yeah yeah and i we was like wilting right like a little like You're a like, flower out in the phoenix heat. and yeah. i realized i read something about enfps mm. and it was enfps do not feel like it's actual quality time or significant if you don't actually leave the house and go somewhere mm. and That's i read that and i felt so seen yeah and I showed it to Greg, and I'm like, look, I'm not trying to be difficult, but it actually doesn't feel significant it's because it's just yeah. eating dinner around the dinner table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's so funny about that. I told Nicole, I mean, there have been multiple times in her marriage where I'll be, I'll look at her and I'll be like, I feel like I haven't seen you. She's like, we've been together all week like, <laughs> in the same room sitting next to me like in the, doing I, but it's like, not quality it's time it's boring though i'm not it's, with you i want to see together. your eyes i want to look deeply oh my gosh, into your therapy. eyes this right? is therapy this is Does our fight the same <laughs> yes and he doesn't know what I mean, the hell i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> look it's, this is the mirror that is the mirror <laughs> but hey it, again this is all that to say we're all different 
we have different preferences, proclivities, and um, and love languages. And so it's just important to, to value and honor that. Yeah. And that's, I think, what's so beautiful about it, because I think sometimes it can come across as we're dissatisfied or we're complaining. And it's really not that. It's that yeah. this is a need that I have that's not being met. I don't know necessarily how to communicate it because you may not know yourself as much, which is why, but is it Plato or Socrates? Know thyself. Both. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's, Plato, oh, Plato the other thing that I love about Greg the most is if I have a question, I, I don't even need Google. No, if my, if knows. all of the internet in the entire world went out. <laughs> what, I, does, what does this Latin mean? Gregory? <laughs> <Seriously>. So Gregory. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, so Greg, what is your love language? I don't know. Oh, oh the physical well, touch. Physical touch. What's interesting is I think it's one thing with Renee, Renee and, and it's another people. with yeah. other people. Right. What, what is uh, it with quali- others? I think quality time. Yeah, I, I can see that. Time. Oh, yeah, I can, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, because, yeah. Greg, you are intentional about being like, let's have people over and do this thing and let's all be together. And, like, mm-hmm. tonight even you were like, I'm going to come hang out. It wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't planned. Like, that's even why we're recording this episode because the four of us too. happened to be together tonight, mm-hmm. which we aren't usually when we're recording. That's yeah. why. Mm-hmm. we The four of us hang out, but not during recording yeah. sessions. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think you're definitely intentional about, mm-hmm. like, having mm-hmm. quality time with friends. So yeah. our yeah. love languages are different. Mine with him is acts of service, which is why flowers right. aren't right. as important That's as why washing dishes. But with right. everybody else, it's quality time. Right. And But I also, uh, physical touch is at the bottom of my list. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell myself. Right. Not that I need to be forced to, I mean, this man is exquisitely built, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have to remind myself to act, physically yeah, hug yeah. him every morning because it's not my inclination yeah, yeah. to do that. Oh, I would not mm-hmm. be a reminder. <laughs> With Gregory? <laughs> is that what we're talking about? <laughs> Listen, this Look man today, can I, uh, permission to overtell? Um, permission granted. <laughs> <laughs> What's so this, today, today was the first day that we were, cause I work from home and Greg, uh, teaches, but today was, uh, yesterday was his last day of school and today was the kids last day. So yeah. we had the day together and this man chose not to put any clothes on until the kids got home. And you were very excited about it. I kept looking, I'm like, you are causing me to stumble, well played, sir. sir. Well My played. Zoom call is being interrupted <laughs> by a statuesque God, God-like she kept getting on the call and going, Zoom! <laughs> oh my gosh, look at that brain. It is so big. <laughs> so, okay, so... Nice uh, Christianese stumble. <laughs> yeah, that's why I do that just for our deconstructing audience. Yes. Um, oh, by the way, somebody out there gave us a one-star rating yeah, without, did you hear this? without a missive to justify why, and that just makes you a troll. Yeah, you're a troll, whoever you are. <laughs> we see you. And you just got dunked on. All right, next question. Okay. So, you in your what have you learned? I'm glad that Renee has the questions. I yeah, know I have a lot of questions. Okay. What do you think? What was the most pivotal moment in your relationship, and that was steeped in conflict? Mm. That taught you the most, not just about each other, but about yourselves. Mm. Ooh, that's a good that's question. That's good. That's really good. Man, I could have so many. I have a couple that come to mind. Do you want to go first? Well, I think we talked about, maybe this was mentioned in another episode too, but one that comes to my mind, it was actually before we were married when we were dating. Oh. I, yeah. Um, that I grew up 
you know, in a house. Well, I grew up in a home with dysfunction and no one was a Christian. Not that Christians are not dysfunctional because they are, but, um, (laughs) but we also didn't have that going for us. Um, we, my parents, my mom and my stepdad fought a lot and, um, there were just so many patterns that had been like displayed for me throughout childhood of like, this is how you deal with conflict in the most horrible ways. Like just, you know, even violence. So that's a whole separate issue. But, um, so when Jonathan and I got into one of our first big conflicts during engagement, um, I just got up and was like, I'm leaving. I don't even think I said I'm leaving. I just was like, I'm leaving. I left. I started walking out of the house and he was like, what, 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 what is happening right now? Because he'd never even seen a person just do that the way I just so casually, so easily just was out. I'm out. I was getting into my car. So he comes after me and he was like, uh, Nicole, you can't do this. Mm. And in past relationships, I dated people who were unhealthy enough that they'd be like, what are you going to leave? Okay, fine, go. You know, or nobody came after me or whatever. I was so used to feeding off of drama and unhealthy relationships. Like that was my fuel. And I had never had someone healthy enough to just literally stop me and be like, well, what you're doing isn't okay. Mm-hmm. And he was so calm, so loving, but he just looked me straight in the face and was like, you can't leave. This is not how we deal with conflict. This isn't how we work this issue out. This is not how you respond. Like basically was like, this is immature and unhealthy. And I was just ugh, like so convicted and I felt ashamed and, you know, embarrassed all the things because this was literally the only skill that I had been, had been modeled for me in terms of like how you fight as an adult with your partner. Like this is what you do. And so I remember coming back inside like really reluctantly and sitting on the couch and then Jonathan was like, okay, we're going to, maybe we prayed together even then, like, which is another thing, which will, I mean, we can get into conflict, how we deal with conflict, but we prayed and, and not to say that after that, there haven't been plenty of times I've wanted to leave and other times I have left. But that was the beginning of like breaking a pattern that I, and recognizing a pattern that I had just assimilated. Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that story. I think um, for me, the what I love that you said is like recognizing the pattern in yourself too or, or something that you learned about yourself. Mm-hmm. And there are a few um, stories that come to mind. And ultimately, I'm really grateful. I mean, Nicole and I have had a fairly conflict-free, like, marriage, which I'm very incredibly grateful for. Um, But, and I, she mentioned it, but, like, I came out of um, a family that I think modeled, you know, healthy conflict resolution, um, mostly. And I'm really grateful for that, too. So those were things that I took into our marriage, but one of, I'd say probably the two times that come to mind, I'll just share one. Yeah. And it was most one. recent, uh, most recent. <laughs> We're talking. Share one. <laughs> no, it's not. And I'm joking. it oh. was, um, that we had had, a um, a fight and I honestly, I can't even remember what it, what it was about. It was something small. In my opinion, it was something small that escalated very quickly but what I recognized in the fight um, was my pattern 
in particular of like chasing after her and like trying to shut it down as quickly as possible. And so um, I actually went to therapy. I started going to therapy because of that. And one of the questions that I had was like, why is this pattern in me that I feel so, um, so forced to like chase after? And not that obviously, I mean, I would chase after Nicole to the ends of the earth, but in this case in particular, why do I feel like I have to immediately solve resolve the issue? And and I know that over I mean over 17 years, I know that she needs a little bit of time to process things, but I don't want any time. Like it feels like my stomach I, I want to throw up if there's any conflict. So Versus um, me being like, well, I could really when he means chase after now, it's more like I need a minute. I'm not going to talk to you about this right now. Yeah. And I will come back and we'll have this conversation later because I'm an internal processor. Jonathan's an external processor. Yeah. Also important to know in marriage. Totally. Very. And so he, I have to have time to think through stuff. Also because I will sin yeah. if I don't have the time. I will say so many terrible things. I know that about myself. And it actually is like, a, it's like diffusing a bomb for me to give myself that time. Versus Jonathan wants the he wants to resolve the conflict then in the moment uncomfortable. because it's uncomfortable for yeah. him. It's yeah. a totally different. We're so, coming from two different. We're co- so we come at it from two different approaches. But, but when I went that. to um, therapy, one of the things I recognized as I was talking with my therapist about it was that we're actually doing it out of the same motivation. Yeah, and basically that the crux of it is that. I grew up in a house where there wasn't as much um, conflict. And so I feel safe in relationship and closeness and shutting down conflict. She grew up where there was more conflict. So her like departing that is actually her also doing something out of a a reason and desire for safety. So when I realized that it was such a helpful and ultimately if, being honest, what I learned about myself is my desire, even though I could masquerade it as something that was healthy, like I want to resolve the conflict. At the end of the day, it was selfish hmm. because it was me trying to get my way on my timeline. And that was wrong. Hmm. Yeah, good. that was. And actually that like breakthrough for us was um, in 2020. Yeah. And so by then we'd been married what 14 years, years. <laughs> yeah and we'd had this similar fight it, it again it, it was just, so rare that the fights yeah. would happen that I, but then i recognized like my pattern is the same in every single one right why is it that it is so pronounced in me that i have to do this yeah it was interesting it's just interesting i think it's just important to know too like there's never a time when you can't like fix it or figure it out it doesn't matter how mar- long you've been married or how short you've been married. There's, If there's a pattern, it's always worth identifying. Doesn't mean there's not going to be a resolution. And just even being able to come from a place where I love where, where Jonathan was led to of like, we're doing this from the same motivation. We both, this is both how we feel safe doing the thing. Mm-hmm. The thing that we're choosing to do is how we both feel safe. So can we honor each other in that desire for safety? Yeah. And so it was a huge breakthrough for us and came in year 14, like, in a in a shit show of a year in 2020, it was a gift to us. Yeah, yeah, 
That's good. good. Yeah, and at first I was like, Jonathan's going to therapy. I know, Why? so was I. But I was so <laughs> thankful that you did because even I think what it's a toxic uh, workplace culture with toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have toxic positivity, but I think maybe there was an, an element of the needing to fix right away. Oh, I could talk could about that toxic. for a while. And and again, I, mm-hmm. I think there's some maybe some patterns that I, I learned and picked up even as a youth that weren't necessarily you know, in, yeah. in that case, like the healthiest, because it, it, you know, conflict is just going to be a part of life. If you're a human, you're going to experience conflict. How are you going to respond to it? And ultimately, you know, especially in my marriage, how do, how am I going to love Nicole in that? How am I going to lay down my own desires and wishes? How am I going to do that with my kids when there's yeah. conflict there? And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it um, by any means. I think there's just like Nicole saying, there's so much learning um, to continue to do. We're never done. Yeah. Well, and I think my point mm-hmm. in that is that you were not a person who was spiraling. You weren't a person in which there needed to be an intervention. You didn't have an oh, yeah. addiction. You decided to go to therapy for the well-being of just your overall health, recognizing yeah. it was a hard year. Mm-hmm. And I think so many of us can, it's almost like a tune-up. Yeah. That, look, I take care of my car. I, we, right. I, we clean it. But sometimes you need to take it in to go get detailed because there's yeah, that's stuff a really good caught between the seats that you didn't realize were there. Yeah, right? for anyone that's considering therapy. I mean, I know you guys have been so, um, you ladies have been so uh, pronounced about your, your value for that. And uh, um, as someone that, again, once I hadn't done that or felt me, but... I went for like 10 weeks and I went with very specific desired outcome and it was incredibly valuable. And I would, I have that, that person and that therapist that I would go back to at any point yeah. that I feel the need. Um, I like the, the analogy of a tune up. Yeah. I think that's really good. Okay, yeah, and it does, uh, it does increase self-knowledge, you know, going yeah. back to what we were saying before. It's absolutely what it does. So here's what we would love for you to do rate, review, subscribe, and tell us how much you love us because we are just so lovable. (laughs) So lovable. But it actually does make a difference and it does help people find this podcast. If you like this podcast and you care about not only but also, you know, if you drop a little line there on Apple Podcasts and give us a little review, it actually means something. It does. And on Facebook, on Instagram, on any of these kinds of things. Listen, If we in any way have helped you see the both and better, let other people know so they too can see more clearly. We are Noba Podcast everywhere. Thank you.